Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Totally Well Show. I'm your host, Joyce Strong. The Totally Well Show is a place where we get curious, ask questions, and explore everything to do with health, wellness, fitness, personal development, helping people in all the things it takes to help you live a strong, joyous life. My guest is Nina Manelson, and she is a coach who helps people get into relationship with their bodies and really listen to their bodies and um, and stop taking um, their guidance from outside sources. They really, yes, you need information and you know what to do, but generally that isn't the problem anymore because we have so much information and there's access to science and research and all that stuff. So people generally know what to do and just don't do it. And Nina has captured in her programming and in her poetry um, and her style in general a way to connect with you and help you to develop the intimacy that is so important, the self-talk, the way you treat yourself and feel about yourself so that you can have success in the long run, sustainable success. So it isn't about weight loss, although you may come in with that desire. We're really looking for ways to help you measure your success with how well you function and how you feel about yourself and how happy you are. Your body is going to take care of you if you just give it what it needs. So I'm so excited. This is one of the the best interviews I've ever had with somebody who really connects with me with what I'm trying to do to help people, which is to love your body, love yourself, treat yourself well, and prevent illness from taking care of yourself. Let your body do its job by giving it what it needs and listen to your body because it's going to tell you what it needs. So thanks so much to Nina. Do reach out to her. All her information's in the show notes. And please share this with as many people as you can because it's very, very important interview, important messaging on helping people in general. It doesn't matter what age or what gender. Nina happens to work more with with women who are 40 and over, but I'm sure her message applies to to people, to humans. And so um, enjoy this episode of Totally Well. Hey, Nina, so happy to have you today on Totally Well. Thank you, Joyce, for having me. It's so fun to already start talking to you about our commonalities. It's fun. Absolutely, yeah. So I know we have Somerville in common. We've already talked about that, um, which is where, and we're both near the near Boston uh, for yeah. some of yours. So they'll know, but, uh, and I want to make sure I get your name correct. Nina Mollinson? Mandelson. Mandelson, okay. Um, so I, I kept studying. I'm like, I know I'm going to mess this up. <laughs> so and, You're not uh, the only one. <laughs> <laughs> and just for our viewers, can you? I like to do this right in the beginning in case somebody has to go that they know how to reach you. So your website and all the ways that people can reach out to you. Yeah, absolutely. So the best place to find me is on my website, which is ninamandelson.com. And that's M-A-N-O-L. S-O-N, so it's man, old, son. And on there is a page that basically says freebies. And I highly recommend you go there because there's actually a lot of cool resources that are completely free. Um, one is an ebook called um, How to Be a Woman at Ease in Your Body. And another one is an Eat on Purpose video series. And both of them I highly recommend in terms of getting started on this journey of really creating body peace for yourself. 
Thank you. That's beautiful. And what I noticed about people like you and me is we love to give value. We love to give things away with no strings attached because we want to help more people. Not everyone is going to um, Work be with our us. clients right, right. for whatever reason. And we know that, but um, to reach more people, we really want to see you take advantage of these things. And um, truly there's no strings attached. So thanks for offering that. That's really great. And I've already gone in and gotten mine. So. <laughs> well, I think it's so important because, you know, if my mission, which it is, is to help women stop the struggle with their body and food and the only, and I can only work with a certain amount of people, mm-hmm. right? And, but I'm not spreading that possibility and that option to the rest of womankind. It's not really, I don't know, that's not, doesn't feel quite right, right? My mission is to really help all women end that struggle and stop doing the war with food and body and come into a relationship where you feel truly at ease and at peace with your own body. And, and thank you for saying, you know, more precisely what you do when you work with people. So I am very curious to hear a little bit about your personal struggle, where you started from, and uh, which I think may be the foundation for why you're so, um, so passionate, yeah, passionate and able to give and and skilled now as you're able to, to understand what women need. Yeah, absolutely. So um, for me, like many other women, I started dieting very young. Yeah. So I went on my first diet when I was about 11. I went on Weight Watchers. And, um, and unlike, and, and like many other women, I started with my mom. Mm-hmm. Right? My mom was, well, well let's do this together. Yeah. Right. And it's under the guise. There's, you know, my mother is amazing. She's 88 and in great health and like, you know, incredible woman. So it's not an, an issue with her because I understand where it came from, which is let's do something that's supposed to help us together. Yeah. Right. This will teach us both how to eat healthy, but really all the evidence-based research says that when you go on a diet, the most common outcome is disordered eating. And the other piece of evidence-based research that I wish I could, you know, shout from a mountaintop is that 95% of people who go on diets gain their weight back, if not more, Mm -hmm. in two to five years. Mm -hmm. Right? There are certainly the outliers that, you know, lose a whole bunch of weight and keep it off for the rest of their lives. But mostly the women that I talk to in my work, with my friends, women I meet, they're in a struggle of what I call the diet roller coaster, the diet cycle. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go on a diet and then I'm really good. I'm in that honeymoon phase. I feel awesome. I'm doing it. I feel like I'm in control. Mm-hmm. And then that slips away because keeping that sense of restriction doesn't actually feel good for us. Mm-hmm. And eventually we want freedom. And so we break out of the confine, the confinement of a diet, and then we end up feeling bad. We're in failure, mm-hmm. right? So this is like this, the other, so the diet cycle is hopeful, right? I'm on a diet, honeymoon stage, it's going great. Mm-hmm. I failed, and then shame. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with me? Yeah. I did it wrong again. Yeah. 
right? I don't know what to do. And there comes a place of shame and despair. Mm-hmm. And then we gather up all our, um, you know, muster and, and willpower. And then I'm going to go on the, this new diet. Oh, keto's the new thing. Paleo's the new thing. Atkins the new thing. Sears diet, cleansing, like, right? All of those things. We end up going, oh, that's what I'll do. And then we're back in the hopeful, this diet's going to fix me. Mm-hmm. And then we're back on that cycle right? That's going to go honeymoon phase, failure. So that's what happened when I started when I was 11 and continued for decades, Mm -hmm. decades and decades of the diet cycle, right? And there was nobody at that time to say, there's a different way. Mm -hmm. You don't actually have to be in this struggle with your food and body. In fact, instead it was, that's the way women do it. This is the only way we take care of ourselves. You Mm -hmm. want to take care of yourself? Get yourself on a diet. Mm -hmm. And so that's the diet culture that I was steeped in, that we were all steeped in, which is if you just eat right, if you just do it right, Mm -hmm. then you'll have the right, I'm putting that in quotes, the right kind of body, right? That culturally idealized body. Yeah. Then... You will get all the goodies, happiness, success, love, right? (laughs) If only, if only you could just stay on this diet, right? So that was, that was the cycle that I was in. There's always this, when I get there, kind of, you know, when that, like there's uh, that place. I, I just wanted to interject here for people who know me. Over the years, I used to be, um, I went through all of those things too. And I used to be a coach who worked with people using ideal protein weight loss was one of the popular diets, still fairly popular. And it's kind of a keto plan using artificial fake food, I call it, but bars and shakes and things like that. Mm -hmm. And my heart knew that this wasn't right, but, um, but I was kind of trapped in that, you know, the, the, wow, people are giving me money to help do this and it works. It works. That feeling. I see the quotes. um, Yeah. Yeah. And it just, what I started to see over the years of doing it was the same people kept coming back and buying more of this product and not really valuing their relationship with me as a coach or the change. Like I, I was kind of tricked into thinking, well, we'll do this other thing too. You know, you'll come in for this, but I'll, and people didn't want to switch. And I even very recently had a woman say, um, you know, you, I, I want to work with you again. And I said, well, you know, I'm not doing that anymore, that I really don't believe in diets. I've seen for myself, it doesn't work. I know personally, but now I've really seen it with my clients and I'm not doing that anymore. And, but here's what I am doing. And her response was, and this is a very, very, very smart woman, worldly woman. Mm-hmm. And she said, I think I'll stick with the old way because it works. And I'm like, but why are you coming back to me with the weight back on? You know, that right. picture. Right. Because it wor- it, it fixes me temporarily, yeah. right? It works because it makes me feel like I'm doing something. It works because I feel like I'm suddenly in control. But it doesn't work because it actually ruins our relationship with food and with our authentic self. It ruins our, our listening to our own body. 
And it it ruins our metabolism. It makes our metabolism not work properly anymore. Right. It does. And it ruins our sense of worthiness as we are at whatever size we are. Yeah. Right. There's a very powerful book and movement called Health at Every Size, right, which really speaks to we can be healthy in whatever shape and size body we are in. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm not saying don't, you know, don't do anything to care for yourself. Yeah. Right. Of course we want to care for ourselves. Of course we want to do the things that really support us, but let's look at the research and see what actually does support our own true well-being and our own feeling of ease and comfort in our body. So the evidence of the research is diets don't do it, right? They just keep us cycling Mm -hmm. and they keep us weight cycling also. Now, weight cycling is ultimately not good for our health actually at all. So let's look at the things that actually do support us, right? What does support us? So one thing we do know is movement supports us, right? There's a lot of research that says when we're active, when we're moving. Now, you'll notice I don't use the word exercise yeah, because people get really into this like, oh, now I'm going to run a marathon. I'm going to exercise. I'm like, just move. Like, go for a walk. Put on some music. Boogie down. Like, like just move, yeah. Right, get letting go of this uh, again idealized idea of what exercise serious exercise is. Right, so exercise is something. The other thing that's very powerful is compassion. Yeah, right. There's self-compassion. Self-compassion. Yeah, I love that. Right, self-compassion has huge results. Right, it's one of the reasons one of the programs that I lead is the Compassionate Eating Course because mm-hmm. that. There's evidence-based research that when we come to our relationship to ourselves with compassion, we are much more likely to support ourselves with the behaviors that actually make us feel good. We're more likely to possibly move our body. We're more likely to possibly eat the foods that we know really support us, not that are like have the right amount of points or grams or any that, but that we know in our body from our internal felt sense Mm -hmm. that this food works for me, feels good for me. It makes me feel energized. I eat this food. I feel like I might want to fall asleep. I have a tummy ache. Okay. Maybe that's not your food, right? One of my, one of my favorite sayings um, is love the food that loves you back. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Right. It's one of the things I say all the time to my clients and to myself. Right. If I'm, I'm like, oh, this food is so yummy. There's um, uh, there's a non. I can't do cow dairy, um. So I was having some non dairy ice cream. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so tasty. Fifteen minutes later, my tummy's like, and I'm like, yeah, I love it, but it's not loving me back. No. And so, and it's so it's really so nice to hear that because you're you're saying listen to your body. It's not you're not you're going from the inside listening to what your body's telling you rather than what somebody's saying. Oh, this worked for me, or you should do this. And that's such a powerful point that you're bringing up, Joyce. This idea of your body, you being the authority, yeah. versus the external rules. Right? We're brought up, especially as women, 
to try to please others, yeah. right? To try to, um, to conform. All of us have been brought up into a sense of we're trying to fit in. We're trying to conform. If we just could, you know, mold ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so what we do to do that is, oh, you're telling me to do this. And there's so much information coming at us, right? Mm -hmm. So much. One of my um, colleagues says we're on a high fact diet, F-A-C-T, not high fat, high yeah. fact, too many facts, too much information yeah. coming at us all the time. And all that information, it gets in the way of this very deep and authentic conversation that our body is trying to have with us all the time. Yeah. So our body is saying, ooh, that lovely non-dairy ice cream, that, not for me. And in my mind, it's like, but it's non-dairy, right? There's the facts. And on the package, it says, you know, no sugar, no this, no that, you know. But my body is saying, it doesn't matter that it has no anything. It yeah. doesn't work for me. Right? So all the information, do this diet, do this kind of exercise, do this, do that. If we can just stop, stop the information overload and come back to our most powerful teacher. And our most powerful teacher is our body. Yeah. I think it's Mark Hyman who says, um, he's a physician, integrative physician or functional medicine doctor. And I think he says um, the, the smartest doctor in the room is your, you, your body. It is. Listen to your body. And, and I love how you point out that these, these facts, these out external messages we're getting, commercials and whatever we're hearing from various people and sources is actually blocking our ability to hear our body. It is. It is. Um, an example is... For many, um, I practiced yoga for many years before it was cool. On, yeah, before it was at every corner. Um, and at a certain point, when I, um, so I lived, uh, anyway, I'm not going to get into the long story. Let me go for the shorter story. So eventually, I started going to other people's classes, and I was like, oh, that's not going to work for me yeah. because. When they tell me what to do in my body, I start doing what works for them, and then I got injured. Oh. Yeah. Instead of being in the kind of yoga that I was sort of raised on, which is really deep listening, what feels right, not athletic yoga. Yeah. Right? And not to say that yoga is a bad thing. It's a wonderful thing for many people, but it depends. Are you in a practice of body listening, or are you in the practice of body ignoring? Yeah. Right, um, many many women I talk to, I call it living next door to their body. Right, they're like, I got to take care of her over there. Okay, I'll take oh, yeah. her to the gym and I'll feed her this, and like it's like this it over there. Yeah. Um, and so, how do we bring ourselves into the picture and really have a relationship, an a true relationship with our body? Because if you are in a relationship with somebody and they were constantly saying things to you that made you feel bad, you'd be like, yeah, that doesn't work. That doesn't make me feel good. Yeah. And you would hopefully get out of that relationship. Yeah. That's one of the most powerful things I've ever heard is that image of her over there. Um, and that, that, um, 
recognizing that intimacy that's missing and you know when you're talking about relationship with self yes we're afraid to get intimate with ourselves yes i want to um if i may uh read a poem i wrote oh i'd love it um and it speaks exactly to what you're talking about and it's called we got the body thing wrong so one of the things you might not know about me is that i write poetic essays about or poems about it's taken me a little while to go oh i write poems for a while i was like i don't write poems i am not a poet anyway i've been doing it long enough now that i'm like i write poems about uh, women's experience in their bodies yeah and so this is a poem that speaks exactly to what we're talking about um and this next door living next door it's called we got the body thing wrong okay we got it wrong because we were taught it was a thing our body, something to be dealt with, to be managed, to be monitored, to be measured. We got it wrong because our body became it. How could this wondrous collection of cells, wisdom, and energy be an it? It puts our body over there, separate from us. Mm -hmm. It keeps us from being connected your body she he they goddess is connected to you she is you our parts are all connected body mind soul spirit feelings but she your body keeps getting left out mm -hmm. she gets ignored objectified she gets managed mm -hmm. try calling her she mm -hmm. or darling or lovey, or whatever name you call someone you truly love. Try that and watch a relationship unfold. Ah, oh, so emotional. I love it. And I love your, your performance. It's beautiful. Mm. Very beautiful. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. For you. That. Yeah, that says so much um in a, a different way i did recently interviewed a woman who is a voiceover artist and she figured out how to take her skill as an actress and voiceover artist very accomplished person and put it into um, people like us who are trying to express um or get you know message what we're trying to you know mm. uh, information so what you've just done was just a great example of what she was trying to teach me that's great. I, and I'm finding that um, it's, it's doing the poetry has led me into this interesting um, process of using, help, helping women use art to listen to their body. Yeah. Um, and so recently I've uh, paired with my sister who is an art therapist and a master potter. She actually did, um, if you can see, there's a sculpture behind me of this beautiful woman. Um, so she does these incredible sculptures, really often of the, the female form. And um, her expertise of being an art therapist and working with clay and my expertise of working with women and their relationship with their body, we're joining forces and helping women use art 
to come into that place of listening because it's less threatening often to see our shape in clay or to see a drawing and, and, and then be able to have a dialogue with that. Um, So I'm very excited. We uh, had a retreat planned, but then a virus took over. And so we're going to do it in the fall. Um, So it'll be fall 2020. Yeah. Or, um, electronically, if it has to be, and that's one of the things I'm trying to explore now with all this happening and also just the practicality of reaching more people. Um, but I I can't help but feel this like connection with you where that play, the, the, the area where I really am focusing is I know what to do and I just don't do it. Yes. And it's such a, it's the place that we need you, you and I both work mm-hmm. and finding our own special thing about us that helps us connect yeah. with people. And you're just doing it. You and your sister are doing it so beautifully. Yeah. So it's, um, we actually just as to say about going online. So we didn't want to wait until the fall. So we're doing a mini workshop free mm-hmm. um, on zoom uh, that's going to happen uh, in uh, in the beginning of April, so of twenty twenty. Yeah, because I'm looking for how can we make it more engaging, not so flat. You know, we're looking yeah. at the other side of the glass, and, yeah. and how do we bring people in? And I can't think of. You know, now I'm seeing like Melissa Etheridge and John Led- Legend did concerts live for people online, and I'm like, yeah, we can do this. We'll, we'll yeah. do whatever we have to do to stay connected. Well, most of my programs are online. Yeah. So this hasn't been a huge transition. The compassionate eating course really is on is all online. Um, the nourished path, which is my year long uh, small group, is all online. So I've always worked with women all over the world. So it's not a huge transition for me. And it was interesting because I was like, oh, we'll do something in person. That'll be different. And then it's like, <laughs> well, no. Um, well, hopefully you'll be able to go. Yeah, yeah, we will. We will be prepared anyway. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So it's so, but this this place of learning how to be in this conversation with our body yeah. is um, is worth hanging out in. You know, that's that's a message I really would like to get across is that when we're in this really positive relationship with our body, you know, if you think about it, when we are feeling good in our own skin, yeah. everything in our life feels better. Right. Everything in our life, we just we're happier. We're you know, we engage with people with more openness when we feel good in our own selves. So that by engaging in your relationship with your body, you're really investing in the rest of your life. Yeah. 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 One of the things that helped me shift my thinking of my body was um, switching from how I look to how I function. Mm. And when I did that. Um, I had already, um, I, I, I didn't know how to skate, but I had, I could stand up on skates, but all my children ended up in hockey and I made a decision to learn to skate and play hockey. And I looked at my thighs, which I always thought were too big. And I was like, these are built for hockey. This is what, this is what I was made for. And it really shifted. Skater thighs. Yeah. I thought strong legs. And I, you know, and I just saw myself so differently with that frame shift to function. And then it helped me little by little 
bring those things all in sync. sync. Yeah. I think that what you're saying is so beautiful in terms of what is our measure of success, right? If our measure of success is the cultural idealized beauty of youth and um, thinness, then we're locked into a tiny, tiny window of success, right? If we enlarge our idea of success to how do I feel in my body? How are, what's the mobility? What's the flexibility? How am I, you know, breathing? What's the clarity of my thinking? Um, how is my ability to take in pleasure and receive, right? When we start to open our vocabulary of what is success beyond I am this size on the scale, yeah. yay, like why are we even holding ourselves in that tiny, tiny prison? Yeah. Yeah, it, it all ties into, um, uh, you know, while you were saying that, I'm like, can I shovel the driveway? Can I pick up my grandchildren? Yes. Can I sit on the floor? You know, I want to be able to function. And um, I was going to say something else that it ties into, um, I forget what I was going to say. Oh, well. But what you just said there that, can I sit on the floor? Can I play with my grandchildren? then those are the things that I, when, when women come to me and say, I really just want to lose the weight. I'm like, well, let's, let's dig under that. Why is that? So if we're going, if, if the goal is I want to lose weight, but actually when we look at it, really look at why you want to lose weight. Well, I want to feel, I want to feel attractive. I want to feel sexy. I want to feel like I can get with my grandchildren. I want to feel like I can go for walks with friends. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Now we got some real goals. Let's drop the weight loss goal. Let's mm-hmm. go for those goals straight. And then the body does what it does, right? Mm-hmm. And often when we're taking care of ourselves, our weight is going to shift in some way, yeah. right? But if the weight becomes the only measure of thumbs up or thumbs down, I'm doing well or I'm doing badly, we're losing what we really, really want in our life. Yeah right? Which is that sense of yum. I call it the yummy hum, right? Like they just feel good. Yeah. That's what we really want, right? Yeah. That's what's very powerful. Um, and one of the things that I want to say is that this is especially, I tend to work with women over 40. This is especially important when we're aging, yeah. right? So much when we start, we're totally focused on the, the appearance in the mirror and the number on the scale we lose the power that happens as we age as we're in our 40s 50s 60s 70s 80s right like those are fabulous powerful wise years and i've talked to many women who are like i don't want to die hating my body Mm -hmm. and i would take that further i don't want to have the last decades of my life be focused on this number on the scale, I want to be living them and being able to share the wisdom that we've all gleaned to the people in our lives that we care about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I remembered too what I was going to say. What, well, one thing was one is about habit, but I want to also add in um, for people of my daughter's age. So I have a daughter who's thirty-six. And um, I've taught a course on weight loss and menopause. That's what people wanted. And of course, I baited and switched because we didn't talk about weight loss. We talked about all the things we're talking about here. But basically, if you are, what I was hoping is I could get the attention of people under 40 
who aren't there yet and what they can do now to get off the diets and, and take care of, do all of this stuff now. Because when they hit menopause, it's going to be so much easier because you're going to already, already have those things established. And the other thing I wanted to talk about was the, or just tie in all that you're saying really ties in with the science of habit, that it really has to feel good to be established. So when you use the word movement versus exercise, exercise feels like punishment sometimes. Some of the stuff people do. I'm like, I don't want to do that. You know, it was an effort for me to do 20 squats this morning, but you know, I did did it my way. I did it the way I like to do it, warmed me up and got me going. But to me, that's just, you know, pleasurable movement. And I can do it day after day after day because it's, it's fun, you know, and it's not too much. It's, you know, so uh, I really appreciate all the the layers underneath that, that support the science, the evidence that supports what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's very important to, um, with our message, to say that there is science backing this up mm-hmm. because whenever I talk about this, people are like, but if you lose weight, then you're healthier, right? I'm like, no, actually show me that evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it comes down, I think, to really, and you said this in another way, trusting that your body is going to go to the right place when you give it what it needs. And, yes. you know, and let eat, what do you, how do you say eat what loves you back? Love oh, the love food you. that loves you back. I know that we're about out of time. And um, so I just wanted to ask you quickly if there's anything else that you wanted to add in before we wrap up. I think I, what I would really like women to know is that no matter how much of a struggle or fight they feel like they're having with what they just ate or what they should eat or what their body looks like in the mirror, that is not the way a relationship with your body needs to be. We can have it differently. We can create a good relationship. It's like when someone is in a toxic or abusive relationship and you're watching them from the outside going, it doesn't have to be that way. You can be treated well. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want to say to most women. You can be treated well by yourself. There is a way. Promise. I love it. I love it. Well, I resonate so strongly with your message and uh, have great faith in what you're doing. And thank you for doing it. Thank you. Joyce, thank you. And turning it into this amazing practice. Mm, Well, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that you created a platform and help get this message out to more and more people. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you, Nina. Hey everyone, Joyce Strong back again just to say thank you for tuning into the podcast. I want to remind you that you can visit me at totalwellcoach.com, which links to all of my social media and my offerings, my Inner Circle membership, which is a an entry-level way to get involved, get coaching, and get all my classes for one low monthly fee. And if you want more, work with me one-on-one with intensive nutrition and lifestyle so that you can opt out of chronic disease, then get in touch with me and we'll talk about how that happens. We spent a lot of time together. I want you to join the one-on-one coaching if you're really committed to making a lifestyle change and you want a guide and a support and a friend to walk with you in this journey. You're going to do the work. I'm going to support you. Um, You already have what you need inside you to make these changes. So do reach out to me at totalwellcoach.com. 
I love it when you subscribe and share and comment and all my um, YouTube and on Apple Podcasts and all those places because it elevates my frequency and it gets more people to hear and see what I do. So please, please, please. I really, it means the world to me if you would help support me that way because you're helping support my entire network. I'm here for you if you need me. So thanks again for tuning into the podcast and reach out. Love to hear you. Love to get your comments. Love to get your DMs. Love to get your emails. Any way I can help, let me know. That's what I'm here to do. I love to serve. So thanks again. Bye.